Okay, great. Well, welcome to 2024, everybody. Happy New Year. I'm happy to be back and be doing the first meetup of this new year. Oh, uh, it's been what, a month or two, so I'm excited to hear your guys' updates. Um, if you're not on my list or you didn't read the messages, I over the break, I finished a new book called Daddy Issues, Mommy Issues. Um, that's primarily for women, but I think men will get a lot out of it too. Um, and so that's available in the Amazon store. And I put my, I don't know if people can see it, but I'll do it again. I put my links in here. Um, so if you guys want to check that out, that one's my longest thus far. Um, and yeah, I put a lot in there. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know me, my name's Chloe Balatori. I'm a relationship and communication expert. I am a graduate of Princeton University and Pat Allen's Want Institute. I use the tools of transactional analysis as created by Eric Byrne. I use tools of androgynous semantic realignment, which was created by Pat Allen, who was my mentor. And I use tools that I've come up with myself because I've been doing this work for over 10 years now. I am also over 20 years married. So everything that I'm telling you and talking to you about, all the tools, not only are they grounded in established scientific and psychological principles, but they've also been vetted by me and thousands of other people. Um, because it, before me, there was Dr. Pat and she was she's mostly in retirement, but she, um, she's the one who created, as I said, androgynous semantic realignment. Okay. What are these things? It's like, sounds like big words, Well, we're going to get into that. Um, and even if you don't understand everything tonight, um, keep coming back. You will start to get it after some repetition. I know for me, I didn't really get it at first, but something resonated for me. Um, I started out in a women's group with Dr. Pat and my neighbor who had made a tr tremendous transformation. And that's what really had drew, that's what really drew me in because I had known her for many years and she'd always been like a struggling single mom. And in a few years, she went from that to literally making a million dollars a year, um, marrying the man of her dreams. Um, her whole life leveled up and I wanted to know how that happened. And so she started a woman's group with Dr. Pat and that is what set me on my journey. This work is very results oriented. So if you've had the experience of being in traditional emotive therapy where you um, have an opportunity to express yourself and to unburden yourself. And that's nice and that's valuable. But oftentimes people want more than that. Um, and they want to see actual changes in their life after they leave the therapist's office. And so that's where this work comes in. This work, doing this work, practicing these tools will change your life. And it tends to change your life in a way that levels up everything in your life. It's like making a change at the mouth of the river instead of at one of the tributaries. So it has it has a sort of global effect that radiates, radiates out through your life. 
Um, and it keeps, it's one of those things that keep on giving. It isn't a painless process. Um, that's the title of my second book, New Ways of Being, The Pain of Change. And that is because I think people don't understand is that even when you're making changes for the better in your life, it's still a painful process. And the brain rewires itself on pain, not pleasure. There's a great book about that called The Brain That Changes Itself by Norman Deutsch. I put that into the chat. Okay, good. Um, so if you want to learn more about that, our brains are capable of change. There was a point in time where it was believed that you couldn't change your brain. And that's Freud's work. Freud was right about a lot of things, but he was wrong about some things. One was that you're, he was right that you're pretty much cooked from the age of zero to 12. <laughs> but he was wrong that that was a life sentence. Um, but a lot of life is getting over what happens to us between the ages of zero and 12, because those are our critical development windows. And that's when the things that happen to us have the most power. When we talk about successful relationships, we're talking about relationships that are balanced energetically between yin and yang, between masculine and feminine. Um, but often what happens if we've had any childhood trauma, whether childhood trauma with a T, a small T or a big T, um, doesn't matter as much in this context, but what as much as it, what matters is how you react to that trauma, right? So if you've had that, you may have been thrown out of balance, out of what's known as your authentic balance, okay? In favor of attaching to the people who own the refrigerator, right? Because human babies are very dependent. We really can't live on our own until later in life. So we have to, when we're little, often sacrifice our own authenticity in order to attach to the adults in our lives in order to survive. Now, what happens is we often form existential beliefs based on what are really just strategies of the moment. And when we bring those strategies out of childhood into our adult life, we begin to see problems and we begin to sabotage the things that we want. And these issues specifically and primarily arise in our most intimate relationships. So it's through our relationships that we get triggered, but it's also through our relationships that we're given that opportunity to heal. And we always fall in love with our lesson. Okay, so what are we talking about feminine and masculine? There's a lot of misunderstanding about these terms, yin and yang, um, which are synonyms. And sometimes I'll switch to yin and yang because feminine and masculine can be very charged. But we are all both... Okay, we are all both feminine and masculine. Um, and each of us has a unique balance of these energies within ourselves. If you're an alpha, you have a strong feminine side and a strong masculine side, which is wonderful, but it also means that you're more prone to being thrown out of balance because those sides are closer to being equal. 
Okay. And so these tools really appeal to alphas, people who have strong feminine and strong masculine sides, because it helps them keep balanced in their lives, in their selves, and in their relationships. Okay. Now, feminine, masculine, one is not better than the other. So sometimes people get bogged down. Why do you have to call those traits feminine? Or why do you have to call those traits masculine? You know, this is this is the language that we've got here. We're, we're working here in English. <laughs> so when we talk about feminine, we're talking about the right side of the brain, creativity, spirituality, sensuality, the world of feelings, right? The world of nonlinear thinking. Um, this is the passive patient vulnerable. This is receiving energy, um, magic, Feminine energy is in the world to make it fun, but it's not of the world. Then we have the left hemisphere of the brain, which is the yang energy. This is the linear thought, the single-mindedness. Uh, this is competitive, conquering, controlling, giving, taking care of, nurturing, doing, thinking. Most of us are in our masculine energy when we're at work. Um because that's what we're doing. We're trying to get ahead. We're trying to achieve, we're, you know, we're masculine energy. Yang energy is very much of the world. Okay. And so these are the two sides of ourselves that we want to balance. Now, a lot of us women have been working for a while now, and we have the feminist movement to thank for those opportunities. And we still have a way to go. Um, and so that's wonderful, but still that doesn't mean that in our relationships, we don't, some of us want to be in the feminine energy. And so a lot of these tools are really helpful for women who are very high achieving, but find it difficult to switch into that feminine energy in their relationships. So that's one thing I help people with. Um, I help people with communication. I help people with dating, dating profiles, um, flirting with relationships with family issues with work issues these tools um really reflect psychological truths like i said what's unique about these tools are is that there's not a lot in psychology and psychological literature um about how to execute changes, right? So we have these truths that we learn maybe in therapy or in school or whatever um, about how the brain works and how the psyche works, but we don't necessarily learn tools to bring ourselves into balance or to have successful relationships. So that's why I like this work because these tools execute on scholarship that's already existing. I didn't invent yin and yang. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't invent childhood trauma or the effects that childhood trauma has. You know, that's not my work that I discovered or created, but I do know the tools to help heal that trauma and to help bring people into successful relationships with themselves and with others. So on that note, I'm going to open it up for questions, which that's my favorite part of the night. And like I said, you can really ask me about anything. I also love to hear your guys' updates. Um, so if you have an update for me, I'm open to that as well. You can raise your hand or you can put a question into the chat.
Hi, Lee. Chloe, <laughs> hi. Welcome back. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Oh, God, it's good to hear your voice. <laughs> How are you? How can I help you? Uh, well, it's really good to be back. I have an update and you're not going to believe this. You're not going to, I don't believe this is happening. I don't believe it. Uh, about a month ago on December 13th, a little over a month ago, um, I met someone and I think we're like dating. All right. <laughs> Very good. I Very happy I, to hear that. I think I'm dating somebody. And oh, excellent. Listen, the last 30 days have been like a whirlwind. And there's so much I want to share with you and get feedback on. It's going to be impossible for me to really, I, I'm going to have to reduce this to a thumbnail. Yes. Just keep it but like a few minutes because a bunch of people have questions. A lot of people here. Um, I can tell you how I met her. Well, just uh, do you like, have a question that's burning? Yeah, because. Okay, it's... so start with that. Just let's just do All that. Right. Thank Don't you. give me background, nothing. Just hit me with the question. All right. How do I know if I'm dating someone with either personality disorder or narciss covert narcissism um, or if I'm the one with the personality <laughs> I'm the one that's got the narcissist because uh, this has been a roller coaster and um, tonight we're going after this meeting we're going to go out on our fifth date We've okay so are you in a committed relationship she has not confirmed that yet, but okay. We, You've asked for that. I did. Okay, good. Did. And she's thinking about it. Yes, she. We spent New Year's Eve together, and um, there was some communication. There, I, I rose there. Ha, I had some concerns about this early on, and. I guess I brought up too many concerns too quickly and that was my mistake, but, uh, um, don't forget you have to make an appointment to question, criticize, preach, teach, yeah. bitch, moan, or complain. I did that. Yeah. I did that. I did that. Yeah. The only, okay. This person will not talk on the phone only okay. text, although that is changing. Okay. Is, good. So they're aware of the concerns there. This person's making, She's making an effort slowly. I can see it. And she, in spite of the turmoil, she still wants to see me. I am still profoundly attracted to her. She's she's quirky. She's funny. She's beautiful. She's interesting. She's smart. And there's I mean, a, I'm not hearing a problem. But, well, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to share all of it. Some things that happened that in the communication styles and things that I, uh, one was a time management concern. Okay. Just tell me what happened. That's the concern. Give me one example. Uh, on our first date, uh, she went in the bathroom 
for 30 minutes. Okay. <laughs> kind of a long bathroom break. Really long. Did you think uh, she had left? I didn't know what was going on. Okay. And uh, what did I, she say when, when she came back? She said, she said she was sorry. She said it was a, she has to take mental time outs. Okay. But there is a tainted past from about 10 years ago that she no longer is into drug stuff. She says it all. Okay. Uh, when I picked her up on New Year's Eve. But I, was, I like the idea of you being with someone that you can take care of a little bit. Well, that's, yes, in a way. So that's, this sounds like this might fit the bill. We are, it's an uncanny match. It's the chemistry is is very interesting it's it's yeah it's as you know chloe it's rare i never get past the first day right ever. This never is, this, this you've been never... steadily doing better yeah but i but i've been working with you i know that I've, but i've gotten this is going to be date number five and we've been talking for over a month and so it sounds good I mean, it really does. It really does. And when I'm with, I love holding her hand. I love, we've danced and it's wonderful. It's fantastic. Um, there are some, there were some behavior concerns I had that I brought up with her uh, when, that I experienced on New Year's Eve that were, but the thing I love about her is she's, she apologized for all the things and she said she's going to make it, she wants to move forward and Good. she's, I finally saw of her own volition, you know, she wants to work at this to get, she says, I want to work together with you. And I like I, that. I mean, I you know, nobody's she, perfect. So. No, no, exactly. Exactly. But I guess my question is my own anxieties were triggered when I saw some, my, a lot of friends say, Lee, this is green. This is a, this is red light, man. This is a red flags. Uh, be careful. And I thought there, there may be, cause I've dated, don't listen too much to your friends if they're not trained in this work. Yeah, right. Well, but some of them, they're married and they're, you know, like Still. you've been through I it. I know they mean well. I know friends usually mean well, but oftentimes they're wrong more, more often than right. And it can also be conf conflicting and it just confuses me more when I get yes. two opinions. But I guess the concern is... And, about person if you know how do i know not that she is but how would someone know if they are dating someone with either a personality disorder whether it's borderline or okay so if we're talking about narcissism then what that means is i mean it already doesn't sound like that but what that uh, means is she would take up all the thoughts and all the feelings especially in a conflict or an awkward situation and not leave any room for you not hear you, not listen to you. She wouldn't be saying, I want to make it work. I'm sorry. She wouldn't be, she right. wouldn't be changing at all. Okay. It would all be right. all about her all the time. And it right. doesn't sound like that. No, she reciprocates. And don't worry too much about labels or what other people are thinking. You have been building your confidence and your masculinity over the last year or so two years with you two years only. two years oh my goodness so <laughs> you can trust some of your thoughts i understand she's provoking an anxiety in you but part of staying in the masculine in the relationship is moving into your logical mind and so i really like 
that it sounds like you've been able to stay there and and still continue on with the date and 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 enjoy her without letting that anxiety take over because you're more focused on your thoughts than you are on your feelings. So for people who are new, I always ask which energy you guys want to be in because often energy does follow organs, but it doesn't always follow organs. So I work with very masculine women. I work with very feminine men. Lee has said from the beginning, he wants to be in the masculine energy. And so that means he wants his thoughts respected more than he wants his feelings cherished. Everyone wants both. But when we have a sticky situation or a conflict, an awkward time, this rubric really helps to resolve it. If somebody's taking up all the thoughts and feelings in the same moment, then the other person literally has no place to go. And that is what I'm describing as an act of narcissism. So Lee, this sounds really good. I wouldn't um, be too um, avid in a search for fault finding. Right. Just enjoy it, you know? I am. I am. I, I guess I'm concerned because I want to avoid a train wreck if, if possible. Everybody does. You know, and, <laughs> but like, like there was, there's the time management. Like when I picked her up on New Year's Eve, I was waiting out in front of her house for almost 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah. No, that's an issue. But she's aware of it. And the other thing was just a behavior, like a a personal boundary with my personal privacy that happened. Okay. um, And on New Year's Eve, but I, I love the pace. We're taking this very healthy. Good. uh, And it feels really nice. And I, I, to be honest, I can't believe it's happening. I cannot believe. Okay. Don't say that too much. But I love it. I mean, it's finally it's, happening. It's, I but don't say you be, can't believe it. Maybe you can hardly believe it, but you can believe it. I can believe it. Yes, yeah. that's right. And it's so, I, I just wanted to say thank you for all Yay. your help. I, this is a major breakthrough. Um, it I, is. And it is. It, it, a couple of friends have said, this sounds like the beginning of a relationship because I'm not used to this. I don't know what this feels like. In the early stages, it's been a month, a little over a month. And so it's kind of like, it's it's very different than previous experiences. Yes. So the first three months is the perfect period. Okay. So you're going to be in this honeymoon stage for probably about three months. Then after that, we're going to get into the imperfect period. And we'll see what comes up during that time. We're already seeing a couple things I'm hearing with the time management. Well, I, I feel like we've we kind of both dumped our crap on the table early on as if if to say, let's get the bad part out of the way. You know, the very first date she told me about her past and her life and said, I don't want to scare you off Lee, but um, you know, um, this is part of me. This is where I am, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay. And, but at the same time, she seems to be, I mean, there have been times I feel like she's punched me in the gut, but with her text messages, but I think that's partly due because I'm sensitive and also because she she only has texted, although that is changing. Good. had three phone, last three nights, two to three hours of phone calls each night. Oh, well. She's talking on the phone more. She's sending me emoticons. She is making an effort and I have a lot of respect for her and I really am attracted and I'm impressed by this woman. She's, she, I love her laugh and there's just a lot of things I like about her. Okay, and, good. 
I just thought I'd share with you this is happening. I'm so happy. I so, really couldn't be happier. Uh, it's yes, I'll I'll I look forward to keeping you up. And to be honest, we are gonna have to book a private one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. Please yeah, let's do it. Just too much that has happened. I can only scratch the surface. Yeah. No, but this is can, right. Yeah, I would love let's to do, do it soon. So thank you. I'm gonna pass to the next person. I hope I didn't take up too much time. No, that's fine. Thank you, Lee. I appreciate that. And um, yeah, you guys, we can only go into so much depth in this meetup. So if you do, um, I'll put my stuff in the chat again. If you guys want to reach out to me, you can do so through my website or through Instagram. That's usually how people reach out to me. Okay. I saw a question in the chat. Hi there. Would really like to know some really great conversational openers for total strangers. Amy, do you want to talk, Amy? Hi there. Hi. So my first question to you is, do you want your feelings cherished or your thoughts respected? Which one do you want more? See, I, I've, I've flip-flopped with feminine and masculine and, you know, it's, there's so many opinions out there that you shouldn't stay in one, you shouldn't stay in the other, you should flip-flop and yada, yada, and, you know, if you wait in your feminine energy, you have to wait in the man, swoop you off your feet and yada, yada. So, Chloe, it's that's been a hard thing for me. So I really don't know the answer to that. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Because that just depends. Okay. So for you guys who haven't read this or can't read this, she Amy's asking about how to open up a conversation with a stranger. Okay. So the reason I'm asking you this is because... If you're in the feminine energy, then we try to get a man to start the conversation through eye contact and smiling for about five seconds, okay? If you want to be in the masculine energy, then you would be initiating the, that. But still, even if you're in the masculine energy, try to have that eye contact and smile first before you're making your approach. Now, as women get older, we get more masculine and men get more feminine because of differences in hormones. And that starts around the age of 45, 50. That doesn't mean that you can't still be in your feminine if you're a woman or be in your masculine if you're a man. It just means that those are things that we need to be aware of because it shifts the paradigm a little. It shifts the perspective. You might have to put a little more effort in, for example. <laughs> so first your first thing is doing that eye contact and smile okay once you get that returned that means that person is interested and then if you want you can decide in that moment i have clients who will go out with one guy and be in their masculine and then they'll go out with another guy and be in their feminine it could change depending on the person i've had men who are very want to be in their masculine but then get very attracted to a girl boss type woman and so then they they try out being in the feminine for example so um my advice to you is go for the eye contact and smile. If you do decide to initiate conversation, it doesn't need to be, um, you know, rocket science. It doesn't need to be the most clever thing in the world. If you've already gotten the eye contact and the smile, that means that that person is interested. So you can just comment on something that's happening around you, you know, something in the environment. Um, and the more practice you do with that, the less pressure it will be, the less um, sensitive it will be. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. 
So try that out and let me know how it goes. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Ryan. Hello, it's very nice to meet you. This is my first time being here, and I'm really happy to be here. Yay, welcome. Thank you. So here's the thing. I am 25 years old, and I have never been on a date before, never in my life, and I want that to change. And I've tried to do in that, but the problem is that pretty much every woman I've ever known is either in a relationship or... I met them at a place, but they don't know me well enough to, like, want to give me their phone number. Or they are in that place where you met them for a reason other than meeting people. Or they're just not interested in being in a relationship. Okay. And I, I kind of want that to change. It doesn't mean I don't have a shot with a woman, but uh, for all those reasons, they're not my fault. And they don't mean I don't have a shot with any woman. But no, I still of course want not. some advice. Okay. Okay, so this is an assignment I give to my clients who are single, um, and it's called the five flirts. And what you're going to be doing is you're going to be flirting five days a week with wherever you are. So, for I mean, for four of those days, it's going to be wherever you are. So if you're going to the supermarket or you're walking your dog or you're going to the library, if you see someone that piques your interest... You're going to give that five seconds of eye contact and smile and see if that's returned. Now, do you know which energy you want to be in? Do you want your thoughts respected more or your feelings cherished more? Is that a trick question? No. I want my uh, my thoughts respected. Okay, so that's the masculine energy. That means you're going to be making the first move. So if somebody returns that eye contact and smile and you have an opportunity you're going to approach okay because that okay. means that they're interested so then you're going to approach and you can say you know what kind of dog is that or you know again like i was saying to amy don't make a huge deal out of coming up with something clever the more you do it the more clever you'll become you kind of have to just like desensitize to making that approach so it's like you know you can give a compliment as long as it's not like, you know, too creepy, but you know, Oh, um, I like your perfume or, um, that's, a you know, beautiful sweater you're wearing or, um, you know, try to make it authentic and organic to the situation. Now, one day a week, you're going to plant yourself somewhere and you're going to go somewhere where you like the look of the women that are, or men that are there. Um, I'm a person, I'm a, I'm completely heterosexual. Okay. So then women. So you are going, you know, whether it be, you know, some of my clients go to the golf course, some of my clients, um, like hotel bars, you know, you can suss it out. There might be a coffee shop where you particularly like the look of the women there, um, you know, if it's maybe if it's across the street from a yoga studio or something like that, somewhere where a lot of women hang out um, and you're going to go there and you're going to plant yourself for 45 minutes to an hour. You're going to go alone. And that way, when somebody approaches you, you, you know, or they're not going to approach you. But when somebody comes in that you like and you get that eye contact and smile, 
returned, you can make your approach. And that way people also start to get to know you. If you find us, you can play with it for a while, but if you find a spot that you like, you can keep going there, you know, maybe every Friday and then people get to know you um, and are more comfortable with you. And that helps as well. And so then when you see someone come in that you like, you give eye contact and smile. If it's returned, then you would, you would say, you know, do you want to, do you want to sit down? I have a, I have an extra sugar pack or whatever it is you want to say. Um, you know, it, I just make sure that you do something to act on what is your initial thought of attraction. Um, and you will definitely, definitely meet people doing that. So try that out and let me know how it goes. Like where would I be uh, where I'd be sitting? What would I should be doing while I'm sitting there waiting for somebody? Right. You could just, um, you know, you could bring a book. You could be looking at your phone. You could be, you know, doing some paperwork. I mean, you know, anything. Okay. Yeah, give it a try. Uh, so when you said the uh, the five second thing, do you want me to like look at a woman in her eyes and smile for like five seconds straight? Yeah. And make sure you do it at the same time, because I did have one guy who was doing just the eye contact and then the smile. And that was coming off as creepy. So make sure you do the eye contact and the smile. If she looks yeah. away right away, don't keep looking at her. Obviously. Okay. Right. All right. But if she is responding, great. And look, rejection's part of the process. Not everybody's mm. going to pick up on your cues. That's okay. You only I need know. to meet one person. I know. Thank you. Okay. Try it and let me know how it goes. Thank you so much, Chloe. You are welcome. Um, okay. I'm going to read you guys something. It was a question that I got on Instagram. Um. And I'll keep it anonymous, protect this person's anonymity. Okay. I could really need some help. Me. Okay. Well, you know. And my wife got married December 15, 2023. Over the past couple of weeks, I found nude pics on her iPad. I know I should not have been snooping around. Well, the nude pics she didn't send me, so I looked more into it. And when she and when she was sleeping, I found she sent them to a co-worker. And they have been sexting off and on over the last year, not on a regular basis, but at random. So the last sex was December 29th, about two weeks after we got married and one week after our honeymoon. I asked her about it. She lied and lied until I showed her the messages and pic. I screenshotted them. She came clean, but it was a fight to get it out of her. Now we have been dating the last six years. I've cheated on her in year one to two of the relationship and have sexted women off and on through the last six years, but never had sex with them. Should I be okay that she did that to me? Because I kind of feel like, well, I did it to her. Okay. So there's a lot of stuff here. I obviously couldn't answer this in a DM. You guys can reach out to me on DMs. If I can answer it and it's a quick question, I will. But this is not a quick question, so I'm going to answer it here. Um, okay. So first of all, one of the things that this brings up that I want to clarify is that when you're in a relationship with somebody now in this day and age you and you want monogamy you have to make sure that you ask for both social and sexual monogamy okay because a lot of times 
men or women will say, well, it didn't count because it was just sexting or it's just pictures or it's just messages. But actually, those are, at, for a lot of people, acts of infidelity. Now, if you don't care about that, then it isn't. Um, and I work a lot with people on what their boundaries are around social media because people have different um, ideas about that. So some people, you know, in general, what I say is that you can follow members of the opposite sex, you can like their pictures, but to be making comments and to be DMing, that's usually beyond what is acceptable in a relationship. But again, if you can negotiate that and you guys are both okay with it, that's fine. The problem in this situation is that they lie to each other. He's been lying to her. It's partly why his reaction to finding this was so bad. First of all, was so he had a bad reaction. Then on top of that, he was snooping. So the reason he's snooping is because he's also a cheater. Okay. Um, now if I were seeing this couple, we would have to negotiate for them what monogamy looks like since they've both been technically unfaithful and that also damages the trust. Right. Um, but of course, you know, one of the things that I want to point out about this again is that if you do something and you can expect it to be done to you. And we've had this come up before in this group. What ends up happening a lot of the times is when you cheat on someone, even if you have no intention of telling them, it ends up being a bigger burden for you than you anticipated. And so a lot of times people go into cheating situations thinking, well, nobody will ever know. This is just a small thing, blah, 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 blah. And kind of satisfy the dopamine rush that comes from that. Um, but they don't consider that it's going, this act that they've done is going to have energy, right? And so it becomes that energy that they end up not being comfortable with, not being able to accept. And then that becomes something that has to be repressed. And that becomes a problem then in the relationship. So oftentimes, if you, I deal with couples who've cheated, and even if they're repressing it and the other partner doesn't know, what ends up happening is physical symptoms start to manifest. Um, we do lying to yourself, to others, causes us grave psychic injury. And it has a very high price tag. Everything we do in life has a prize and a price tag, right? That's that duality of yin and yang. We have pain and pleasure. We have happiness and sadness. We have every victory has a shadow. Every catastrophe has a silver lining. So when you're doing these acts of cheating or, you know, that are getting you a dopamine rush or sexting or whatever it is, you have to understand that there is a price tag for that. And often people don't realize that they're the ones who are going to be having to pay that price tag. Um, so that's my warning. That's my caveat on that because people, um, I sometimes work with people who are in relationships and one person will tell me, you know, that they cheated, but their partner have never found out about it, but it's still causing a problem in the relationship. Um, 
And that that's a tough one because you don't want to unburden yourself to somebody just to clear your conscience. But what ends up happening is it often the problem itself begins to manifest in the relationship, either with sexual issues or impotency or frigidity. Usually um, it's one of the first places it will show up. So that's my kind of warning about cheating. Um, you know, do it at your own risk. It there again, there is a price to pay for that, even if it doesn't seem like that in the moment. Okay. Does anybody else have any questions about anything I've said so far or another question about, okay, Ryan, do you have another question? Uh, yes. I was on a point you mentioned that you could probably meet somebody at supermarkets. So regarding the five flirts, does mm -hmm. that, the first step could be the stare and the smile for five seconds. Mm -hmm. that also apply in supermarkets because i know in supermarkets there's a lot of walking around yeah that's a good one the supermarkets is a good one that's yeah okay even one. though even when she's uh busy like looking at foods or drinks or something that could also imply that she might be you can just look at her for like look and smile at her for five seconds and just keep on walking well you have to get the eye contact back if you want to make the approach if she doesn't I, I give know, you eye contact you, back, that means she doesn't want you to approach. Well, even if you uh, are just uh, looking at her and smiling at her, even if she doesn't look back, could you like do it for five seconds and then just walk away and accept that? Yeah, exactly. And even if she does look at you and she doesn't smile back, and then you just kind of also just look at her and smile back again. If if she even if she just looks at me and doesn't smile, could I do that? Yeah, you can look and smile. Uh, like okay, don't approach after... if she doesn't if she doesn't look and smile back don't approach okay and just a quick look and smile isn't enough uh, so five i know five seconds yeah, yeah. okay raul hi Chloe. hi i want to share with you what you're talking about that other question with the cheating and all that yes um my experience in that has been that usually when when you start doing stuff like that, you end up having the duality in yourself, and you end up having to have like two different lives, and living with that duality is very difficult. Is very my, what? Sorry. If it's very it's very difficult. That's my yes. That's been my thing. So yes. one of the things I like I enjoy about my current relationship is is I I always make myself that I would never do that have that duality that I have to live as one person. That's good. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's, I like to hear that you've made that commitment to yourself because, you know, that the commitments that you make and keep, that's what shows you what you care about and who you love. You only know how much you love yourself or anyone else by the commitments you're willing to make and keep. So words are nice, but I always tell clients, please look at actions because um, that's where the real information is. People are patterns. And if they're not aware of their patterns, they're doomed to repeat them until they manifest as disease and i'm talking about negative patterns and negative scripting obviously okay 
Okay. Any other questions or comments? Um, if you guys want um, to learn more about this work, you can do so. Um, you can sign up for one of the modules. You can buy one of my books. I've written four books on this work. Um, the first one is How to Live, Find, Live, and Keep, Find, Love, and Keep It, and that's available on Amazon. All my books are available on Amazon. That one is about the basics of this work. It's kind of the handbook. Um, then my second book is, again, okay, I will, um, New Ways of Being, The Pain of Change, um, and that's, again, about once you get these tools, navigating through that change so that you don't stop. Because once you stop and start, that makes it so much harder and so much worse. It's like pulling an arrow in and out of your body. You just want to push that arrow through once you get going on it. Um, my third book, Secrets to a Good Marriage, What is Love? And then my fourth book I told you guys about, um, that's my most recent book, Daddy Issues. Um, and those, again, are all available on Amazon. Okay, Lee, could you rephrase the bit about making an appointment? Yes. Okay, so... You guys, we only have a certain amount of time to talk about things in this meetup. This meetup is my effort to introduce people to this work, which is really a game changer and which changed my life and has changed the life of so many people I know, um, is really to introduce people to this work so they can see it, so they can hear it, so they can understand it, so they can experience it. Then if you want to go deeper, a lot of people, then we can... To work with me, you can either schedule a one-on-one -on -one appointment. Um, I often work on sh in short bursts. I try to be available when people need me if there's an emergency. So that's kind of the short burst part. But I also, um, we also schedule appointments. And, you know, we can schedule appointment. Usually the first appointment needs to be at least, you know, an hour or half an hour. Um but, you know, I've scheduled appointments for 15 minutes before. So that's kind of the lowest increment that I'll do. Um, I also teach this work in modules. I teach my books and that's here under module packages. If you guys want to check that out, that's like a smaller group. It's more intimate. We do homework. We go deep and we get, but we still, oh, when you need to approach your partner with concerns. Oh, okay. I will mention that. Um, but we, we do go deep and we do get that. The great thing about group work is, you know, you're in this here room tonight. We get to learn so much when we hear from other people. And plus we then create a community where it's safe to come back and report and we can have some continuity. Okay. So one of the things that, yes, that's right, Lee. It is the verbiage I used. I thought you were talking about the appointment you said you wanted to make with your partner, but Okay, so Lee is referring to, as I said earlier, you don't preach, teach, bitch, moan, complain, criticize, or question without an appointment. And that means you just don't barrel into somebody, especially your, your loving partner, with negative concerns, okay? Compliments, yeah, you can give those out at any time. But negative concerns, no. You need to make an appointment and that's how you get people's attention. So that would look like, um, let's say I was with my husband and we were at Thanksgiving dinner and he farted and I didn't like it. I probably wouldn't say anything in the moment because I respect him too much. I don't want to humiliate him. Okay. But maybe I'm upset about it. So 
later I might say, um, John, that's not his name, but let's just say it is John. Um, there's something I want to talk to you about, about Thanksgiving dinner is now a convenient time. And if not now, when, you know, and you might say it's probably going to be a tough conversation or a sticky conversation. So you let the person know there's some, there's an issue. You give them the general topic and you try to have that happening that day. Um, if possible, because it's, it's tough to sleep on problems. So next that time comes. Okay. So you're going to start with what is called, this tool is called a stroke and stand. So get to the appointment, you open with a compliment. If I'm in the feminine energy, I'm going to compliment something about his thoughts, his deeds, something I can respect. So it might be, look, I, or I really appreciate your coming to my mom's house for Thanksgiving. I know it's not easy. Oh, great. She appreciates me. This is going better than I thought. Okay. Then I'd say, however, I feel embarrassed when you fart and don't say excuse me. For example, I'm just bringing up something stupid. I actually don't care about farting or burping, but let's say I did. Um, then he he would say, you know, I don't feel comfortable. Then I'd give him a chance to say something, okay? I don't know what he's going to say. Maybe he's going to say, well, you're an asshole. Or maybe he's going to say, well fine. That's no problem. I can easily say, excuse me, or um, go to the bathroom or whatever it is. Okay. If he has no ideas, if he says, well, what do you want me to do? Then, then I, maybe I'll come up with an idea or I'll say, I have an idea about that. Do you want to hear it? I'm not going to just come in with my advice unsolicited. That's a sure way to get somebody really pissed off at you. Okay. So I'm going to instead ask for permission to say my idea. I have an idea about that. Okay, what is it? Well, you could, you know, excuse yourself from the table, for example. Okay. Um, you're not going to go back and forth more than once or twice, okay? If worst case scenario, he says, I don't give a, give a shit. Do, I'm going to do whatever I want. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you. What I'm going to tell you is the prize and the price tag. Now, I'm not saying that, but what I would say is, okay. You can do that, think that, whatever you want, but I'm not comfortable with it. So if you do that again, I'm going to excuse myself from the table and I'm going to leave you there alone, for example. That would be the price tag of that behavior, okay? If he, on the other hand, says he will do something about it, then, you know, I might say, okay, great, that makes me really happy, okay? That would be the prize of that behavior. Uh even if they're not going to agree with what you want or what makes you feel comfortable, because like I've said before, nobody gets a hundred percent of what they want and nobody gets a hundred percent of it all of the time. Um, that's okay. But you have to then decide whether or not that is something that you can accept. You accept or reject people. You don't tolerate them because that builds resentment. You don't ha we don't have people in our lives or in our in relationships that we are actively trying to change or that need to be somebody else in order to be with us. Okay, that's infringing on somebody else's autonomy, and that provokes an existential crisis. Um, so what we do is we make our expression, and then we see what they think or feel about that. And then 
if it's not in accordance with what we're saying, then we let them know, maybe not in that time, but maybe after a few a few conflicts have happened, what the prize and the price tag of, or what the price tag is of that not aligning. So that's basically what the stroke and stand is. That's one of the tools that I teach in my work. Okay, Ryan, one more quick question. And this is, I'm just, uh, this is just one, this can be very quick, but what if a girl passes me then she looks and smiles at me? I mean, she looks and smiles at me, then passes me very quickly. What should I do? Should I like chase after her and just, uh, if it's very quick, up? then it's, it's just a polite. That's why okay. the five seconds comes in. Okay. And if, Okay, so only uh, approach her if she like looks and smiles at me back for five seconds. Exactly. I thank you so much. You are so welcome, and thank you guys for sharing. Um, I always. Oh, okay. Lee wrote something. This okay. I try to talk about. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it takes some practicing doing this communication. And, you know, this doesn't always work out the way that you want it to. That's okay. Sometimes you need time to ruminate about issues. Um, rumination is one of those things that is good in small doses, too many doses. Too much rumination is what's known as a spiral, right? So eight weeks is the general amount of time to ruminate about a relationship. Um, it depends on the issue, what, how much rumination that you really want to do. But if you're talking about whether or not to be with somebody, I use the guideline of eight weeks, which is, uh, a, an increment of time that's been studied, um, a lot in psychology. Maxwell Maltz is probably the first person that really came up with it. Um, and he, he wrote here, I'll put it in the chat. Psycho-cybernetics. People are interested in learning more about that. Um, it's an interesting book. Um, so, I felt so bad about it. Okay, so, okay. So the key is when you're doing these stroke and Stansley so that people don't experience it as an attack, you make I statements. Right. So it's it's more it's not like you did this. You should. We don't want to should on other people. But it, as as what I said in before was. Yes, this is in the how to live book. Yes. um, You say, you know, I don't want this or I want this, you know, the masculine is I want the feminine is I don't want. um, And then you say, how do you feel about this? I want you to, for example, you're already having a problem with time. I want you to show up on time. How do you feel about within the time limit that we, the time we set 15 minutes, right? Maybe she can do it. Maybe she can't. Maybe she's not capable. Sometimes people want to do something, but they're not in a position to be able to do it for whatever reason. Um, so you're going to have to explore that and see if it's a, if it's a deal breaker or not. You are welcome. Okay.
So yeah, I'll see you guys here next week. Um, I have a really busy year coming up, but if you do want to sign up for the modules or reach out to have a um, private, please do so. I also post original content on my TikTok and Instagram every day if you want to check that out. Um, I've already told you about the books. And if I don't hear from you, I will see you guys next week. Thanks for coming. And this will be available on Apple Podcasts and also on YouTube, this recording. Okay. Good night.